0: Welcome to the Heal and Expand podcast. I am your host, Yaro K. Buchans, clinically trained therapist, healer, and personal power mentor. In my world, healing is the gateway to expansion, and your personal power is gold. Join me on a journey through the holy trinity of healing psychological, spiritual, and somatic. Using a combination of storytelling, psychoeducation, and ancient wisdom, We will excavate and explore what it means and how to heal and expand. Thank you for being here. When leaders rest, the whole world heals. In this episode, we're going to cover how your nervous system living in scarcity and survival inhibits your ability to rest And how until you do the healing to rewire your nervous system, which rewires your brain, you will still be living in scarcity and survival and the areas of this life that that affects. We will look at each of those. We will also look at how rest is integral to joy, connection, pleasure, and creativity. And that's just the beginning. We are living in a burnt out, overworked, exhausted, traumatized, and addicted world. And until we do the healing we need to do to rewire our nervous systems, we will continue to function through our addictive behaviors and maladaptive coping mechanisms. And one of those is overworking, overdoing. Those are two. (laughs) Others of those are people-pleasing, poor boundaries, We don't feel safe to honor ourselves, and so we do not feel safe to rest. And because we don't feel safe to rest, we don't rest. And this is modeled for us by our leaders. Think about your bosses. Think about your parents. Do they allow themselves to rest? Do they allow themselves to actually settle into their bodies, connect to what is called ventral? So let's talk about the nervous system for a minute. Ventral is connection home and joy and love, if you're looking at the nervous system from a polyvagal lens. ventral's connection home and joy and love. When we feel threatened, when our survival feels threatened, we go into fight or flight, sympathetic. Also, anxiety shows up there. When that becomes overwhelming, we go into dorsal, shutdown, also shows up as depression. When we are binging television, we are often in dorsal. To get back to ventral, we have to go from dorsal, which is shut down, to sympathetic, fight or flight, back to ventral. We live in a traumatized world, so oftentimes we jump out of bed and we are in sympathetic and we run through our day in sympathetic, and then we come home and we're so exhausted that we shut down into dorsal, we binge TV, we scroll on our phones, we sleep sort of, and then we do the cycle all over again. Very rarely are we making it to ventral, and if we are, it's only for a moment here or there. We should be in ventral most of our days. We're not meant to be in ventral all the time. Our nervous system is supposed to be flexible. Because we live in this traumatized and addicted world, We don't feel safe to just be. We don't feel safe to be in our bodies, to be with our breath. We don't feel safe to allow ourselves the space to rest. And when we don't allow ourselves the space to rest, we get sick. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally sick. And then we think this is normal. And we go to the doctor and the doctor most of the time does not ask us, are you stressed? What is your diet like? Are you exercising? Do you have any emotional things that have come up at home? And the doctor usually just gives us some sort of drug. And then we go about our lives and we live on the prescription meds and we get sicker and those have side effects and we have to take another med for the side effects of that med. Or we're prescribed antidepressants, or maybe Adderall, maybe anti-anxiety medication, and here's the thing. What is happening is your nervous system is wired for dysregulation. It's wired for scarcity and survival, and we as humans have been wired for scarcity and survival since the dawn of time, since we stepped out of the cave and we are afraid of getting eaten by a lion. And now we live in this world and we are terrified and triggered by everything and that is because our nervous system is wired for survival. We live in scarcity. We have a world that feeds off of our scarcity. Media feeds off of our scarcity. Marketing feeds off of our scarcity. It is pumped into our veins that we should be terrified of other people, of the economy, of ourselves. We can't just be with ourselves. We have to fix, and I'm using air quotes, ourselves. We are not able to just be in rest. We are not able to maintain even connection, to maintain presence, to be with ourselves. And here's the thing. When you get still, When you are actually with your own body and your own breath, you will have to face some pain that you have been storing in your body. We all have unprocessed trauma. I had unprocessed trauma and I didn't even realize it. I was doing all of the healing things. I was doing yoga, meditating, breath work, acupuncture. I went to therapy. I still had unprocessed trauma that I didn't know I had. It was stored in my body. I would practice yoga for three hours a day sometimes and I would still come out of that room and I would be activated. I would have maladaptive thought processes that showed up as obsessive loops, overanalyzing, judgment, comparison. All of those, those maladaptive thought processes were protecting me from the pain that was in my body that felt too big to feel, that was stored in there from childhood. And if you believe in it, maybe from past lives, maybe ancestrally. Ancestrally is easier to believe for some people than past lives. I believe in past lives. We all have ancestral trauma, we all have karmic trauma, we all have this life trauma. And I believe that the lessons carry over spiritually, they carry over ancestrally, and we have an opportunity to heal them. In order to do so, we have to get still we have to feel safe to rest and we live in a world and when i say we have to feel safe to rest to do this is because when you get still all of this will bubble to the surface and so we want to avoid that at all costs and so we keep running through our sympathetic system shutting down into dorsal binging netflix you know we have all these addictive behaviors netflix porn drinking smoking pot instagram social media in general our phones video games shopping the list goes on and on and on and on over exercising overworking, overdoing literally anything can be an addictive behavior it doesn't matter what the behavior is what matters is the charge behind it because that's what's going to show up as the addiction and anytime it's an addictive behavior it will negatively affect your life and the people who you love it'll affect their lives as well so it really doesn't matter what it is it all has the same it, it can all carry the same addictive charge and russell brand in his book recovery says he, that he feels grateful that he was a heroin addict because he actually had to deal with his addiction where there are so many people in this world who have lower level addictions and they never have to deal with them and their lives are devoid of joy so take a moment to just really think about how you're spending your time this idea that we don't have time to rest is so wrapped up in our concept of time. And time is one of the greatest excuses on the planet. We use it all for everything and everybody uses it so we all buy into it. This kind of goes back to last week's episode. Is it being gentle with yourself or is it a valid excuse? We have so many valid excuses in our world. It is so hard for us to hear the truth about the ways that we are getting in our own way. And why is this? Because it is so hard to sit with our own shame around the way that we contribute to our lives. It's like we would rather be a victim. We would rather be disempowered. We would rather be able to blame it on something else than to have to sit with the shame of the ways that we have been a victim in our lives, the the ways we have allowed ourselves to be disempowered. When I first started to realize how I had allowed myself to be disempowered, it was so fucking painful. And also it was so freeing because I realized I had the power. I could actually change this. It was such a beautiful moment of freedom. By moment, I mean, you know, years and layers. It's still happening. I'm still uncovering ways that I get my own way. I'm still uncovering sneaky behaviors of judgment. I'm still uncovering ways that I get sucked into my phone or I leak my energy because not resting and not allowing ourselves to rest, it's an energy leak. And we go into blaming time. We go into blaming work, blaming the list, the to-do list, right? We don't actually get still and allow ourselves to really be with the truth. Because if we allow, us, allow ourselves to be with the truth, we actually have to sit with the ways that we are leaking our, leaking our energy, the ways that we are not honest about what's happening, When we get still and we breathe deeply, we actually have to be with the pain and the shame that lives in our bodies, and we will do anything to avoid that. Sometimes the pain feels so big that it feels like we might die if we feel it, and we do one of three things with pain. We attach onto it and make it our story, become the victim to it. We numb it out or avoid or deny or suppress it or we actually transform it. And when we decide to transform it, it is the most powerful feeling in the world and also the most painful and the most terrifying. I validate that. I totally understand how scary it is. But when we don't do it, we run from an activated place. And because we're running from an activated place and a triggered place, and we have unattended to inner children running the show, We live in a world where our leaders are traumatized, addicted, reactive, triggered, and then they're projecting that onto us. Or maybe we're projecting it onto them depending on if you're the leader or not. And then that is rippling out through all of society. So when our leaders feel safe to rest, which means our leaders have healed at a nervous system level, because nothing shifts unless it's healed at a nervous system level. Yes, we can make mindset shifts, but if we don't shift it at a nervous system level, we will always be gripping on. We will be holding on. We will be gripping tight. We will not feel able to just be. In my work with my clients, with myself, with my groups in the world, my want is for everyone is for you to feel safe to just be. And that allows you to feel safe to rest. When you feel safe to just be, it's the greatest gift in the world without worrying or ruminating or thinking or obsessing or fearing you just trust and you live in faith and this comes from nervous system healing we have to shift at a nervous system level that's what allows us to rest we are living in a society where people are burnt out and they're overworked and then they're expecting their employees to be the same I remember when I worked in restaurants, the managers of restaurants worked so many more hours than the servers. They made less money a lot of the time. It was a thankless job and they were so burnt out. And then they'd become resentful if the servers wanted to leave or if they wanted a day off or whatever it was. And this was because we overwork people in this society and the people above the managers, they were overworked as well. Overworking is an addictive behavior. It is an avoidance against the self. So when we talk about rest, we have to look at the ways that not resting actually allows us to avoid our trauma. It allows us to avoid our pain. It allows us to avoid actually being with ourselves. And there's nothing more terrifying than contending with your own soul. I have always known this, and it has always been my greatest mis- mission to feel safe to be with myself, to be with my own soul, to be able to just be with me without as trying to seek external saving, without escaping it, without running away, without obsessing, without reaching out to someone else, to just be with me. And the thing I missed is that that level of connection to myself which would be called self-regulation, actually starts with co-regulation. We can make so many excuses for why we don't rest, time being the biggest one, and it's a lie. Just take stock of your time. How do you actually spend your time? How frenetic are you? And while we're shifting a bit out of this wounded masculine paradigm into a feminine paradigm, we say we are, but if you watch energetically, you watch a lot of the feminine leaders, and I mean this in the Instagram world, I mean this in, you know, the political world, in the corporate world, there is still a wounded masculine energy, frenetic, controlled, perfectionistic, unable to be still, unable to hold space reactive triggered lacking empathy and compassion and that lacking empathy and compassion starts with ourselves so we use time as an excuse because it's an easy one to use and everybody uses it and it's hard to argue with and if we argue with it then we have to face the ways that we are using time as an excuse we use money as an excuse We love to use money as an excuse. I spoke about this in last week's episode. Time is money, is what they say. That depends on your perception. It depends on what you equate your time to. When we take our power back and we actually feel able to charge what we are worth, when we feel able to own our own time, to own our own money, to not leak our energy around that, to feel safe saying no, a sacred no, I talk about this in Mastering Abundance, to feel safe to say a sacred no, to feel safe to honor ourselves, our relationship with time and money becomes completely different. And again, feeling safe to come into relationship with those differently will ask us to be with our fears, to be with our shame, to be with our pain, to be with the addictive behaviors of people-pleasing, of lack of boundaries, of feeling terrified that if we say no, we'll lose all of our money. And if we lose all of our money, we'll die because money is so intimately wrapped up in scarcity. And so this is another valid excuse of why we don't rest. One of my favorite books, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. She talks about how she wanted to hire an employee and she had budgeted, I forget what it was. I think it was $75,000 a year for this employee. She already knew the employee. She went to her and she was all excited and she was like, here, this is what I want to pay you. And The employee said, no, 150, 150K a year. Rachel Rogers negotiated with her. The woman was like, nope, this is what I'm worth. Rachel Rogers gave in because the woman actually took the time to prove how she was that valuable. You have so much more power than you think you do. And how is this related to our rest? Well, when you believe in yourself in that way, when you believe you have that power, when you feel safe to own your worth, you will feel safe to rest and honor yourself and your body and your heart and your soul and your spirit. We don't feel that safe because we're not wired for safety. Again, this has to shift at a nervous system level. If it doesn't shift at a nervous system level, we are still running in scarcity and survival. And moving out of scarcity and survival will ask us to get still, heal, meaning process your trauma, heal your nervous system, excavate your shadow, your gold from your shadow, really, integrate your shadow, look at all of the parts of yourself that you avoid looking at. It may not seem related but it is because when you get still you have to be with yourself and so many people are completely unable to do that they like i said jump into sympathetic run through their day over exercise over work overdo come home watch netflix or hulu or whatever collapse into bed potentially having had alcohol or marijuana or some sort of psychopharmic medication to put them to sleep and then wake up and do it all again. There are so many people who do not have time and space for presence with themselves, who do not take the time to be with themselves. And so when you extract them from those addictive behaviors, it feels fucking terrifying because there are Years and years and years and years and years and years and years upon years of emotions that have not been felt, and then you gotta feel them. And as one of my beautiful clients says, "Feelings are wild, and you you don't know what they're gonna do." And feelings are wild. They are totally wired, wild not, right. they are wired, they're wild, they will walk you around in circles and bring you back exactly where you started. Or they'll move through you in the most inopportune times. But if you don't actually take the time to get still with yourself, to feel the feelings and titrate the experience of doing so, as the nervous system likes to work with what's called the window of tolerance. So when you work with your window of tolerance, you titrate the experience, you allow yourself, okay, and you need to do this in relationship with a healer, a therapist, a mentor, allow yourself to feel the feelings within your window of tolerance so that you can stretch your nervous system's capacity to feel like it's safe to feel the feelings. As you start to do this, you start to process the feelings. You'll probably get worse before you get better because that's the nature of it. You'll start to process. You'll start to feel lighter. You'll start to feel better. You'll start to connect to yourself. You'll start to come home to yourself, to your body, to your breath. And your nervous system will start to rewire for safety and abundance and connection and joy and pleasure and creativity. And as you do this, rest will begin to feel safer. And when leaders emulate this for us, the whole world will shift. If all of our leaders just stopped and brought their hands to their body and took three long deep breaths, we would live in an entirely different world. I watched the State of the Union address this year, or when it, I don't remember when it was, whatever year, I think it was this year. And I looked at them all, it was this year, and I was like, They all need to eat acid and go to a rave. There are so many defenses and so many layers and so much persona happening in the high levels of government, in the high levels of C-level executives. So many defenses. There's a lack of open-heartedness, a lack of connection, a lack of feeling able to be with the breath and to just be. And because of that, We lack wisdom in our leadership because a lot of people who are in leadership, if not all, they're actually running through an activated inner child and unprocessed trauma. And because they're running through an activated inner child and unprocessed trauma, that affects the entire world. When our leaders start to recognize the importance of re Parenting themselves, of attuning to the younger part of themselves, they will begin to soften, their breath will deepen, and the entire world will feel more connected. This isn't idealistic. This is true. When we shift at a nervous system level, it is absolutely impossible for us to not feel more connected. When we shift at a nervous system level, it is impossible for us to not have more empathy. Meaning when we shift at a nervous system level in terms of wiring for connection. And when we do that, we feel safe to rest. And when you feel safe to rest, you feel safe to process your feelings. You feel safe to be with your body, to be with your breath. You start to treat yourself better. You eat better. You want to exercise. You want to meditate. You want to connect with your family. You want to come into relationship with the world in a joyful, connected, and abundant, expansive way. And that changes the whole fucking world. And because we don't do that, we live in a traumatized and addicted world because leaders do not know how to rest. They don't know how to be with their body. They don't know how to be with their breath. They don't know how to be with their pain and the shame. They don't know how to soften their defenses and allow their hearts to lead. And this is such an issue in our world. And then people get sick and they think that they can take a pill. They think the answer is something medical. And I am not speaking badly about Western medicine. I know it has its place and it has a beautiful place. And also, we abuse it. We don't do the things we need to do to actually tend to ourselves, to allow us to heal, to allow us to expand, to allow us to create an abundant, connected, joyful, love-filled, pleasure-filled world think about the last time you experienced the word pleasure in the world just take a minute with that we often associate pleasure with sex but pleasure is just feeling connected to the moment and enjoying something deeply in a pleasure-filled way like i'm looking at the flowers right now that my beautiful mentor sent me and i feel pleasure when i look at them We don't allow ourselves these moments to actually be in pleasure, to be with our breath. And because of that, we don't feel safe to rest. I would love for you to spend some time looking at what your perception of time is. Where are you leaking your energy? Journal five ways you leak your energy every day and how you might start to seal up those energy leaks i always say seal the cracks with gold as i've mentioned in podcasts previous to this one take time throughout your day to bring your hands to your body and take three long deep breaths when you take time to bring your hands to your body and take three long deep breaths you start to shift your nervous system out of scarcity and survival and into abundance and expansion so out of sympathetic and into ventral breathe deeply notice how you breathe notice how deep your breath is and also notice when you breathe into your body if there's any resistance to you doing so notice if you feel like you want to run away notice if you feel like you want to pull out come into relationship with the resistance and then breathe deeply again Notice any emotions that start to come up. Just start to track this. Start to track your nervous system states throughout the day. When you wake up, do you feel like you're unsympathetic? Do you run, 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 run throughout your day and then come home and crash into dorsal? How often do you feel able to take a minute to come back to ventral? Connection, home, and joy and love. Take time throughout your day to look for what Deb Dana calls glimmers. So we have a negative bias in our mind because we're run on, because we're wired for survival. So we give a lot more credit to the negative, to the fear. And we live in a world like the media, as I was saying, that pumps us full of fear. And we feel terrified all the time. So in order to shift that, we have to give just as much time. To the things that bring us joy. So, you look for glimmers like a song you love, or like the flowers I just spoke about, or really taking time to drink your morning beverage. I have this tea that I love. It has root and bones marine collagen, root and bones reishi. I put matcha in it, I put cacao in it, I put this amazing turmeric chai in it, and pearl powder. And then I put hot water and then a little bit of coconut milk and I froth it and I spend time with it. I top it off with some cinnamon and a little bit of cayenne and I really enjoy it. I spend time with it. I take it in and notice all the flavors and all the scents and like how it feels in my body and in my hands. Create connected moments throughout your day and then notice when your body's exhausted and you need to rest and notice if you have resistance to doing so. And then notice why. And especially if you are a leader, which we all are leaders in our own way. Notice how your energy affects others. And this doesn't just go for leaders. We're all leaders in our lives. Notice if you don't believe that. Notice if you give your power away to other people. And then come back to yourself and notice how your energy affects others start to look at how people respond to you and how that might be related to your energetic vibration and how that might be how your energetic vibration might be connected to the fact that you are not allowing yourself to rest and sometimes we don't even know we're not allowing ourselves to rest sometimes it's so sneaky and subtle and you could think you're resting but you're running your maladaptive thought processes in your head so you're ruminating or you're judging or you're obsessing or you're overanalyzing and you're not actually allowing your brain to stop to create more space between your thoughts, to be in your body, to really just be with what comes up without judging it, without trying to fix it or move or seek external saving away from it, but just really being with it. And I really want you to take time to notice that. Notice if you're able to just be with you. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for the initiation, a three-day masterclass free until 11.11 when the price goes up to 111. If you love this episode and want to share it with the world, screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram so I can stock your profile and give you some love. And if you want to get notified of the next episode, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a chapter. Thank you for healing and expanding with me. Take time to come home to yourself always. See you soon, dear ones.